The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Today's show is about defense mechanisms. This topic was inspired by something that happened on episode 213, where the conversation with the guest was eclipsed by a conversation between myself and Bambos, in which we proceeded to discuss the things that we might normally leave off air. But we didn't do that. We took it on air on our live show. So what you're about to hear is that 15-minute exchange between myself and Bambos, followed by a discussion about a week later. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem? We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers and the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we um, I, I want to Thank take you. it away from the romantic. I, uh, I wanted to touch one more thing though before you went forward <laughs> on this. Don't, don't you actually when you go and you share what's on your mind? I see that the way you share it is so intense for another individual that you don't see that although you're sharing it, you haven't learned how to share it lightly, so it doesn't fill up the room like a damn um, a massive amount of intensity. I can give you examples, not not of people, but how it would be spoken. Just give me a second. Okay. No, because you haven't been in the room with me when that happens. I've seen how you interact in life for the last how many years. I know how you Andy, interact. like, let's get one thing straight. If yeah. you're going to bring like the last years as opposed to who I am today, that's not that that's completely out of context. Sure. I, of yeah. course. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this. So he's saying this. In the past, mm. I used to go up to women. No, I'm I not talking to, about that. I'm not saying that. I used to speak my mind. Oh, what then? No, no, no. I'm saying there's a nuance of subtlety that that Ronnie brings to the discussion that you don't bring. You're not subtle. So in a way, the subtlety is you can be subtle with the person. They can feel connected to you and hear what's going on without it being in, something that's hard for them to take. And the way I've heard you in your in, in your life is you say, this is how it is very strong, mm-hmm. which is a very, it's a very honest, it's as honest as it comes. But for another individual, it's not easy for them to actually take it that way, because that's not how people in general, societally say, oh, that's how we communicate. So, so the subtlety of communications is something that Ronnie is what I'm hearing, and I'll uh, use more, you'll say, this is the way I'm feeling, so I'm going to share it, not always knowing that the consequence of sharing it to the other person is bigger than you actually are aware of. So you say, I'm taking care of me, but what sometimes I've seen you not be aware of, the consequence to the other person. I I, I wouldn't say that. At at least, I'm probably going to have to sit with this, right? But all I know in my interactions right now, yeah, 
it, it's it's pretty grounded. I'm really in tune with people, and that has come from oh, from from this evolution here. Yeah, yeah. And, I can say this so, way. So I, I was I, I still bring myself in, but there's a way I do it, and I and I haven't. I can't analyze it. Yeah. Let's just say the prior Bambos that I knew would share it, totally disregarding the fact of the impact on the other because I have to say it. Hmm. And what we're Which now talking Which is a beautiful thing too as well, you know? Isn't it? I mean, Boom. imagine if we yeah. could all be that way. How would life look yeah. like if we could just say how we were really feeling? And, and, I, and I do want to say something. Yeah. I used to suppress myself in such a way, so I flipped the other way. Mm. So mm. suppression... Like, I will speak my truth. I won't diminish myself. I won't tone myself down to make others feel comfortable. And if the woman or man is grounded enough or in, 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 developed in a way that we'll find each other. And if not, not. Mm. There's no blame. It's, it's I get to be me. They get to be them. Yeah. And I can always fine-tune it and adjust it. And sometimes I just don't want to do that because I've chosen to, to attract a certain energy in my life. Yeah. Yeah. But I just would like to note, there's a consequence for not tuning it. Absolutely. Good, good, good. That's and, and I'm at peace with that. Like imagine. Well, you say you're at peace with that, but if it pushes away a lot of business, then you wouldn't be at peace. With I it. don't do that with business. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I love that we get Ronnie to enjoy watching us have these discussions. This is really, really beautiful. This is amazing. You know, I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm having a wonderful, vulnerable conversation without doing any work. I'm just watching it happen, <laughs> but I'm still part of this, you know, very intimate circle I love <laughs> with other people watching too. But, you know, I, yeah. I have to, I have to say that when I, when Andy m- makes statements about me in the past, I feel angry. I can imagine be- be- because. At, at least I'd like to feel that you share it with more care uh-huh. because w- when you just share it in a way, boom, um, I feel that if when people watch the show and I don't also like uh, challenge a little bit, like, no, it's not like this, but then I'm defending. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't f- want to put myself in those situations when we're doing the show anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. talking to the woman that are complaining about you in the way that I just said. And I don't want to bring in examples to say, Bambus, what about these situations in the past? So if you really want to go there and pretend like you're not the way that you say that you're not, then you would Yeah, say, but you're talking about the past then. Well, when we say the past two weeks or three weeks or four weeks ago is still things that have happened. You can't say whatever happened. You could say, yeah, I oh, can identify okay, with so that. Okay, so I'd like to have an example now yeah. since, since we're... Well, I mean, with COVID, we haven't had as many meetings. So obviously, the meetings haven't had the issue. But clearly... You said three, four weeks ago. So oh, what I'm saying is, if we're in a situation and there are calls that I'll have with people who've had experiences with you in the past, I'll say, listen, that's not who Bambos is. And I have those calls a lot with people who've had very negative experiences with you, like really negative. And I don't know if you realize how negative it is. I don't know if you've embraced that or not. Like the impact you've had on people's so, lives. So give me an example. I can't because the people's names, I'm not going to put that on air. Okay. And you know there's, you know the people out there. Like if you really want to. But, but you're, so, if so you, if j- you just, want, just to yeah. be clear, you're talking about an individual that you've I'm spoke talking to about recently. At least five individuals. But from shared, years ago. From years ago, from, it would be from the last six months to a year. 
that have said, I haven't had good experiences with Bambos. This is it. And there's a pattern to that experience, which is exactly the same for each one of these individuals. And they'll speak about it in exactly that pattern. So the impact you've had on them, the question is, am I ready to embrace that that's also who I've been? And you'll say, yeah, I can totally identify with that, but that's no longer who I am. Yeah. Or well, are you saying well, that this the, is... The, the thing that's not fair right now is you're talking about it, but you're talking about it in a very... You're not, you're not bringing me the, the example, so I can't say anything to what you're saying now. Yeah, but can you? are you telling me you can't identify with this at all, what I'm saying? Well... Just say yes or no to that. Give me can a second. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Like, if you're talking about the example from today that we spoke about, I shared my my side of it, and then you said... Which example? I don't know. Oh, from today I with... Uh, I'm not even thinking about today. What, what today? Uh, with the individual you spoke to yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah. Like, that's the most recent thing oh, I okay. know. Yeah. But you you leave a lot of things open to suggestion, and I don't appreciate that. Uh, you don't appreciate that I leave it open to suggestion? Yeah. So let's get one thing clear. The way you've treated people on the streets women you've dated in the past has been such that there's been a lot of animosity towards you. And I don't know if you're ready to embrace that or not. If you're going to say, no, that's not true. Well, at least I'd like to know what I'm saying yes or no to. Well, so so saying, if you want to talk about this, we should do it after the show. But you don't, you can't identify with that at all? Are you protecting the part of an identity? Or you're saying, Andy, this is not, this no, is No, Andy, I'd pattern? like to know specific what you're talking about because I can't touch it right now. Okay. Also but, because we're on the show, we're live and you're confronting with things that I don't. I know, but I didn't want to have this discussion. You're the one that brought this up and that's why we're having it. If you want to go there, then we'll go there. Unfortunately, I'm not going to mention names on air because that's not what we're going to do here. But to say that this hasn't been a part of my mentoring of you for the last years is, is absurd. If there's one thing I've been mentoring the whole time is exactly your inability to distinguish how your behavior has had negative consequences for other people. That's what I've spent the years uh, engaging you on. Years. Even when it comes to customers, how you'll engage a customer and how being too straight with them or direct or forceful pushes them away. Hmm. I'm not okay with this conversation, Andy. Yeah, I understand. Um, because I haven't seen myself, at least in the, in the recent year, or at least from beginning of this year, uh -huh. being the person that you are talking about. So to bring up the past now. Uh-huh. So that that's that would be a fair argument. Really, um, um, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And it's the first time in our on our journey together that I put my foot down because I see that I'm not in that space anymore. And I see you are there, and I'm ready to go there toe to toe with you. And if you say you're not there, I'm going to stick even harder on it. Because I'm not here to pretend that it's not there. That's not my, that's not what I, that like you don't play it, I don't play it. The fact that it's altered or shifted is clear, 100%.
But the fact that the small talk thing we had on this show just a moment ago was something you couldn't connect to. And you said, I don't like small talk. I don't think that this is, you know, it's not for me. I I have a hard time. Like that whole aspect is exactly the thing I'm pointing at when it comes to a dynamic, when an individual is having different feelings, how you interact with that individual. And that's a thing that clearly you're getting, I would say, better at. You might not even care, but it's something that even today, when you auto-generated part of the work that we discussed. I said, that's inappropriate. You can't have an auto-reminder to send a bill out, that thing. That was a, it's an example of what's clear in me of how you interact with another person unintentionally. (sighs) How does it feel to bring this up on, on air? I mean, I, I don't know what the, the listenership is or the viewership is, but that, that's a big, it's very brave of, of, well, of both of you. This is why we're here. Hmm. And we know that our way of being will be judged for sure. And we still decide to do it. Hmm. And, uh, and in a way, uh, the, the love that I have for Bambos is why I don't, make it easier. Like I could just pacify it or say, we're going to talk about it off air or do, but actually the whole love for him is exactly why I'm saying, no, we're, we're going to hold the ground because there's something here. I, I don't have to coach or mentor people, but if they start to defend and have a self identity of who they're not, and then, and then I have an experience that's otherwise, no matter how mm-hmm. nuanced it might be, then I'm not going to, you know, my life is too short to not hold that that uh, boundary. Boundary, hmm. and that's where the biggest breakthroughs come. That's where people actually aren't there for their friends. Like they say they're there for their friends, but when their friends start not holding themselves accountable to what their behavior is, they actually are not serving them. In how I how I uh, experience friendship, at least. Hmm. How does that feel for, feel for you, Bumbo? Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Definitely feel a lot of sadness right now. Mm. And um, and I'm kind of sitting here trying to create the space to there's something that I'm not seeing that apparently Andy's experiencing me in me Mm. or not. Right. Because it's a projection. So we'll take responsibility for that as well. And if I've learned anything in my life, the moment I defend, then there's definitely something to look at. It, It doesn't mean it makes it easy. And this is the part of me Yeah. <sighs> There's a part of me that just wants to be loved. Mm. 
And yeah, this is this is the show. We um, we're not here to pretend, and we're not here to. Uh, And, and it's not always easy. Mm. Requires a lot of energy, a lot of bravery, like I said before. How are you feeling? I'm breathing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. It feels a, a pro. I don't want to break the silence, but it feels appropriate maybe just to share a small thought that I had. Um, I often give give workshops and and to do with storytelling or, or speak to people about stories. Um, and generally, at the beginning, we we go on a meditation. We head off to the to the land of stories, which is the which is this magical magical space where anything that you imagine can happen, mm. and anything that you can dream of can occur. But the most important thing about the land of stories is that no one can take it away from you because it's in your mind. Mm. And when I was you know watching and listening to the two of you talk here, in this kind of so public yet very intimate space uh, you've created your own land of stories where you're wrestling with what your stories are you know specifically you bambos you you know very bravely ripping apart and knocking together what what you are what is your story and that that can only happen because of this this creation here which is in itself a, a land of stories so uh, an amazing an amazing thing Thanks for sharing that. There's a love, a lot of, a lot of love and support that's come in of the last, uh, last uh, few moments. Mm. Wow. I like how Brigitte uh, told us to talk about it after the show. <laughs> Guys, you're live. Guys, you're live. Talk about it after the show. I love it. Uh, for those that aren't aware, um, I've been, we've been working together for since 2014. Well, wow. uh, it, it, it is, there is a lot of, uh, our relationship ha has been traditionally mentorship type of role or it shifted a lot over the years. Cause as, as, as people evolve, you become e equals in things like there's things mm. for you. You just equalize and, you know, roles change. There shouldn't be a fixed idea of what the right thing is, of course. Um, and uh, and yet there's times I remember with my mentor, the times it was hardest for me was the times like this when I'm with Bambos. But this would normally happen not on camera for me. Mm -hmm. as well. yeah. So it is it's easy to look at it out of context and not understand what what's really going on here. <laughs> and guys. Please don't bombard us with hate yes. messages. <laughs> yeah, please don't do the, Andy, you don't see Bambos or you're interpreting or Bambos. We, I can heal you. I'm sorry. You know, like in some way, we're both very capable of taking care of ourselves. We were talking about defense mechanisms today on 
a wonderful K os a um e. I was really looking forward to this show and not actually, but yeah. mostly I have been. Like when we talk about the mechanism, it, it's also the, I would say, almost unconscious internal motion of wanting to protect something. Yeah. And if I take the word mechanism out, then you can be defensive, but it's more a, a, a choice, I would say. Yeah. I love mm. how you phrased it. Well, it's, it's because I also lived it with you on our show last week, yeah. Wednesday. Like after the show, I could um, reflect back on, especially when I saw myself like, wow, I really had this wall. And, it, and what I recognized, it doesn't matter if what you were saying was true or not. The fact that I put a wall up in that moment created no space to explore what you were seeing in that moment. And the more I had the wall up, the more um, I created more tension. That was it? Yeah. And I, I think it, as a... So you, yeah. could, you could have said to me, hey, you are a complete asshole. And no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Or, yeah. or wow. Yeah. Or what makes you say that? Like there, there's... there's if you're gra if I was grounded, there there would have been no conflict, actually. Obviously not. No, no. I mean, and, and that's can, our show, guys. We can go to the show of the once the amygdala is charged, which which I could already see in your eyes, it was charged. Yeah, there was the option. Is everyone has the option, right, to slow it down, connect again create the space. So I actively chose not to do that. So I, I, I didn't, I, I, I don't think of myself as like. What I, how I reflect nah. back, you didn't need to be that last week. Mm -hmm. You did it out of love because you want, you were like, okay, it, it's time for you to step out of that. It is. And it isn't. So, cause there, cause there was certainly, I'm not going to say that I wasn't also like, oh, fuck, now I got it. This has to happen. Like there was an aspect which also wasn't fully like, oh, let me hold space for Bambos now. Because mm. if I did that, I would have just allowed us to. But I've also learned in my own life, and this is what I learned from my mentor case, is if you're being defensive and you're in an egoic response, he spent years helping me in that charged moment. And what was going on is I was learning how to protect myself through that defense. Mm. And there's a bit of a play that happens because the more that the group accommodates a defensive response and we say, oh, they're charged. Oh, they're not. Then what happens is we're not actually helping the individual mm. see through it. Yeah. And there is an argument. One could, We're enabling. You're enabling. But one could say, yes, but if they're having a trauma response, right, you could say, then they, they're not going to understand it anyways. That one might be able to argue that. So in some ways, one could say it's irresponsible to hold someone accountable for something that they're not even aware that they're doing, because how are they supposed to actually understand it and, and grow? And I've learned that sometimes that's the most important thing to do for a person because it's only in that moment when they're really confronted with the reality of their life. Yeah. And I, I, we've mentioned, we, we've had some interesting 
discussions around this recently when you saw the trainer. Everyone who's watched the show more times will know the story, but just when you saw the trainer who was behaving in ways which were um, creating confusion by being a little bit more sexually promiscuous with people that were in their training, yeah. that when you, if you said to him, as you did, let me call your attention to a behavior, yeah. then you gave him all the space in the world not to be held accountable for the implications of that behavior. Yeah. When you screamed at him and yelled at him, everyone would have said, oh, Bambos is the problem here. Mm. But in actuality, you were maybe the first person ever to hold him accountable for the behavior. Yeah, uh, it, it, it did escalate to that. Yeah, but what I'm saying, is, and, and, and in our interaction, I would also say it escalated to the moment when I interacted with you last week. Yeah. And an individual watching would say, hey, who cares who's right? And you would, I would agree. The, right or wrong wasn't the issue on that moment at all. It was where does the defense stop you from allowing the connection to stay in, in connection? And, and that's, we can go into that a bit. It, Not that it, with it, you, but specifically. It, it wasn't only the defense, right? Like, it wasn't only about breaking connection, but also when, when you or we as people defend something, what I discovered for myself, I'm not fully embracing that part of myself. No. Oh, oh completely. Yeah. 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 Uh, and let's articulate, because you said it shorthand, is that what I've seen and we've discussed this on several occasions, usually off air, is that I see life as a bit of an improvisation. And that's why every time I bring an improvisation show on, it never quite works. Because I always have a thing in mind, but it doesn't quite go it's there. It's because we need to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the improvisation is, Bambos, you are uh, totally irresponsible when it comes to relationships. And my mother says the same. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be almost a beautiful uh, embrace but you would say really what makes you say that <laughs> right that that would be the that would be the something that you stay in wonder yeah and the opposite to wonder is so so yeah. here's where the defense mechanism came yeah if a statement like that hit me there was something in me that didn't want to look at that inside of me, where that might be true. Yeah, yeah, where that might be true. And it comes out looking like that. <laughs> yeah, it comes out looking like that. <laughs> like armor, yeah. sword. Like... Yeah, and the, and the hard thing is, is that people watching, and this is where I see they have to also understand the context, is you have to understand that one would say that our relationship has to be trusting enough that that's always a space. And we've agreed to that space, actually, independently of the show. That's yeah. the space we've agreed to. So the fact that it comes up on air is great. It just shows what what I would say we hold one another accountable towards. Yeah. And in our however many years we've been interacting, I think interacted like that twice in that many years. Is that right? Would there be yeah, more? One, once in the training. Once in the training, yeah. And once here. And once here. Andy hosted a... 15 month training mm -hmm. where he didn't want me to be part of because because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be in trouble. <laughs> uh, Hilarious that we can just say that and laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. 
but the 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 and that would be imagine if we made the same statement and we didn't celebrate the humanity because you could say andy what made it hard for you to bring me into the course now if i wouldn't be able to be at peace with that i wouldn't also be able to laugh at it because mm. i'd be holding tension in my body and and if i look at like the I think you'll notice when I'm interacting with someone, you'll, I'll, I'll often say, I'm not really listening to their words. I'm feeling what's going on. I'll hear the moment that that switch happens where the defense kicks in. Hmm. And, and once, like we had it yesterday when we were, when we were, we met our friend on the road. We don't, we don't have to use names, but like when, uh, when you pointed out that his ugly jacket, was two sizes too big for him. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, I agreed with you completely. Like, let's also, it was the most honest, most clear thing you could say, right? Yeah. It really was not flattering for him at all. No. No. But, and he reacted to it. He he got triggered by it. Did he? Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah, he got triggered by it. And I could see his trigger in that his facial his face changed in the relaxed comfort and he then needed to defend that he, he got it from a very special source. Yeah. So if he, and then it was like, Oh, he, um, he, he just flipped. I, I saw the flip and, and, and I laughed cause he said to me, cause I, I spent some time with our mutual friend today and I asked him if we could discuss this and he said, yes, yeah, sure. And, um, and, and he funnily enough said, Oh, I'm going to make sure to share with, you that he was triggered and he didn't meet you where you were and he was going to take responsibility for that and i thought that was really beautiful mm. so he saw the trigger oh yeah he saw the trigger yeah yeah yeah. well i missed that yeah the facial expression was the first was the mechanism and i'd almost say the face but there's also a tightening in the body like I enjoy just having fun. You know that. And there's normally not the intention to rile someone up. It's me celebrating the absurdity of life. But I also see it gets me into trouble sometimes. Mm. Because reveling and having fun doesn't mean that other people aren't identified and feeling hurt by that. So there are times when I have to make apologies for, for, um, for creating things un unintended. Yeah, which is what I'm also going to do with our mutual friend. Yeah. The moment of that shift. And it's such a nuance, but, you know, I mentioned my dad because of him being bipolar and me being frightened as a child. I was very acutely aware of the things that would set people off. Yeah. And um, and that's just how I started to process the world is how, what sets people off. And then I could see in their quick reactions the the um the comfort that they had within themselves it's like a vibration even that you would say that that they give off yeah yeah i i met a friend this morning for breakfast okay. and i haven't seen this individual for eight years so yeah. so she asked about my daughter and my in the past my defense mechanism was Good. And I don't have to say more than that. 
And today, I I felt I could see that where where my brain would go to the defense mechanism. Uh huh. Yeah. And and there was a part of me that felt, oh shit, I don't want to get into this right now. And I saw that I don't want to get into this right now because I can cry. Hmm. Wow. Um. I didn't fully, so I didn't fully allow myself to go to the tears. But I did share that, that it was difficult for me to share, and I did share. And that's beautiful. So it's really interesting where you can cut. That what you said now, mm -hmm. that's the spaciousness that I feel like it's hard for people to give themselves when they're charged and reacting. The see the seer that sees themselves reacting and allows space, or the beer who just reacts, which is what is clearly more associated with defense defense behavior. Yeah. It's really subtle, by the way. There was an many years of my life when I worked with Case, my mentor, um, and Case would say, Andy, you're doing this or this or this. So he would start to tell me or coach me or mentor me a certain way. And what I would say to him is, Case, the way that you're explaining this to me isn't working for me. Hmm. How the, did you respond? In, in a way, he spent years, and then one day he said, Andy, I don't know if you're aware of it, but the fact you're trying to coach me on how to coach you is a defense mechanism. <laughs> That's brilliant. It was brilliant, <laughs> and and I didn't, I did, I wasn't aware of it because it was often the case that there's certain people we gravitate towards that we're more comfortable with us giving feedback because we're not charged <laughs> by the way they give it, and and in and and how he would give it is I've always said he was very direct sometimes. And what I saw in my own is that I wasn't comfortable with that directness, which allowed me to stay hidden. Because if I didn't accept the direct feedback, then mm -hmm. I could stay hidden, which meant that I could spin in circles for a lot of time. <laughs> so that was, a, that was something that I wasn't aware that I was putting up boundaries and by doing that, keeping myself safe. safe yeah uh, um <clears throat> i want to bring a comment up because this yeah, is something please. that i was gonna get into please jessica de freeze hello i learned there is more than flight fight freeze phone or pleasing behavior uh -huh. if you're safe i am safe if you're feeling okay i can relax i never realized that i for a very long time just lived in a defense mechanism I want to read that again and try to let, feel into it. There seems like there's so much in what you said. And I, I, I learned there is more than fight, flight, or freeze, fawn, or pleasing behavior. Okay, stop there. So the fight was the pushing away, or I could have run away, yeah, if we talk about last week's show. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I could have gone paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah, you, or you could have gone paralyzed. I stayed more in the fight. And, yeah. then, and then the tears was actually the surrender. 
Yeah, that was the surrender. What was fawn again? That's a new word. Fawn, I think in the context is like look in awe of another person or something or or, mm. or like romanticize that they know things that you don't know. Okay. Or in the people pleasing, obviously just do things so that you don't get hurt, which is what I would have done with my dad. Uh, people pleasing, just trying to make sure that he didn't explode too much. So she's saying, if you're safe, I'm safe. Yeah. If you're safe, I'm safe. Yes. Beautiful. And if you're feeling okay, I can relax. So that's the caretaker. Yeah, that's the caretaker. The manager. The manager. I never realized that I, for a very long time, just lived in a defense mechanism. Wow. <sighs> yeah, that was half of my life. Hmm. Thanks for that, Jessica. We can leave that up for a second because yeah. I just feeling feels really emotional feeling. It's really if you're safe, I'm safe. Like I've often stated that with my dad, but hearing those words stated that way it really touched me because that was that was my life as a kid was like if he's okay, then I'm okay. Hmm. I can relax if he's okay. But since you never knew what would set him off, you were never really fully relaxed. And I think what I learned until I started to, that it was like a humming noise in my head all the time, which always was a discomfortable hum. And I didn't realize that there could life could exist without that hum. A constant vibration of discord that I never could see was discord because it was like, it was like white noise that you don't even know is white noise. <laughs> It was a norm. It was the norm. Wow. And I think what, when, when I started to work with Case and really break down a lot of the kind of this pre-programming, I, I, I started to feel like, oh, there's something underneath that that was lost, which was just this childhood joy. That's what I always associated with, childhood joy. And it's a joy that's the joy like everything just feels perfect and there's only opportunity and everything feels rich and full. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for that. Yes. The thing that I've seen with identity or, or what I see with defense mechanisms is that what I wanted to connect it back. I always see a defense mechanism connected to an identity. Hmm. So there is a defense mechanism that's reacting to what it does or does not want. It's protecting the eye. It's protecting the eye. If you take away someone's eye, it's like you are pretty much sending them down a dark hole. You, of course, right? Because we, we create an identity to survive. And yet that same identity is the one we also need to protect when it comes to dealing with other people. So uh, one one of the things that I've seen on the show um, is is that we try to find guests that have a very low self-identity that needs to be protected. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the fact that we try doesn't always work out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, but you know what? I We know the moment it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, there's like three or four, and it's, it happens even before the show begins. Yeah. Or, it, yeah, well, you mean when we're talking to them behind Just the behind the scenes. We're always like, it's almost like we don't say it, but we're like, oh, we're going to need to be guarded because the individual 
does have things that are so important to them that if we pointed them out and there might be any inconsistency, they wouldn't be comfortable having that discussion, that, that sort of feeling. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, there's no judgment there. When we have guests, we mm. really appreciate them. And yeah. we're, we're, not, we're not here to take uh, the plaster off and no. <laughs> look at you. Yeah, exactly. But there will be some, when we ask a question, we'll say, maybe we won't ask the next question because that wouldn't connect to where they are comfortable. Because yeah. intention isn't to make people uncomfortable, as we've often said. I think our, our one of our big listeners on the last uh his comment bowl along was he finds that part of the joy of watching us is how we make our guests feel comfortable on the show. Mm. Um, but the, my, my, my point would be, which is what, what, which is what, what I'm often feeling is that if something stated and then the charge comes back, which is the defense, then already there's two things. I know it's useless to continue because I'm once the amygdala is firing, there's no reason to keep in that discussion unless you have an ulterior purpose. So that's the <laughs> one thing that I've learned. And the second is I, I can make assumptions, but I don't really know what is the thing that the person is protecting. What's the identity, the thing they don't want to be seen as or the thing they don't feel like they are being seen for. So last week, to, to be clear, I was protecting. I didn't want to be seen as a womanizer, as an asshole, and anything that might be attached to a man that potentially doesn't respect women. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it felt like I was defending my livelihood in that moment. I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. And the And the whole... Like once we get into any form of that identity protection, then we also create a new identity. Like that may be what I used to be, but I'm not that anymore. Or I was never that way and never in the way you're describing or whatever the words would be. It would always have a very strong grounding and it does not reflect the person who I want to be seen as. Let's uh, slow down here because I... Like, as I spoke those words, I really felt an emotion there. Mm. And, it's, and it's really subtle. And part of me wants to push it away. Like, I don't want to feel this discomfort. I don't want to be, like, I still feel the, I don't want to be perceived like that. Yeah. I don't want to be perceived as a loving, caring, grounded man. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is, if I don't embrace the one, I cannot be the other. Yeah. And the second thing is, the moment I don't embrace the first, I, the I in me, will judge other men who I perceive to be like that. So I can never fully meet someone that exhibits the behavior of a womanizer. Yeah. And love them as a human being even because I'm better than them. Yeah. That would be the story pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> I used to be like that, but I've grown out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
how I translate also last week, and it was mm. celebrate all parts of yourself. Yeah, you're not just this. You, you're the whole spectrum of yeah, whatever was in my DNA and going downwards. I've carried all that shit in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oof, yeah. Yeah. We can continue. No. I see how there there is an aspect that also has to be addressed is just because you can accept it doesn't mean there also isn't pain mm. or challenge in allowing it. So I also don't want us to confuse that allowing it would be like some people are like, you can rationalize your feelings away. And you know, that's just nonsense. So the one thing that's hardest that I found in life is how do you feel the defense come up and then allow spaciousness to not make that in any way re reaction and they always say they'd make the distinction a reaction, a response. How do you make it so that it moves from this spaciousness? I mean, I think I've always told you, I always think my thoughts are just as crazy ass things. I, I, I don't know like where they came from. Like I, I don't try to take them all that seriously. Mm. And so when they pop up, I'm like, I sit and wonder like, wow, that's wondrous. What did that, where did that one come from? Like, whoo, that's crazy, you know? <laughs> And, and sometimes there'll be tears behind the wonder or sometimes there'll be anger behind the wonder, but there's almost a discovery of me, which continues to expand the more I leave spaciousness there to see it. Yeah. And it, it goes a little bit back to one of the shows we did where we said the beer or the doer, the beer would be the one basically who's feeling and allowing that experience to be experienced without judging it. The doer is the one who's reacting to it quickly because it's what feels most active and present. Right. Yeah. There's a Miriam. She's come on to share. It takes su such a subtle laser focused, acute sense of self honesty to view our own stories or perceptions from purely curious perspective. Yeah. And there's also the part of having people in, in our lives that we trust and will be mirrors. Like we have a context, for example, I know at least in my being that whatever you're going to put on my plate is not going to come from you needing me or trying to manipulate me into something. Yeah. So whatever you're going to say to me, even if it's tough. Um, the intention is always clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, I think we discussed a little bit about that because I, I'm not interested in feedback from people that are judging me, right? Fuck you and your judgments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it when people share their experiences and then reflect on what it does to them, how it impacts them, because I learn a hell of a lot from that. But when someone takes their own insecurity and their anger from pain that they haven't dealt with. And, and don't show it. And don't show it clearly. And then react 
and then project and then create a story and then ask you to to have to defend that 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 I see as someone not taking responsibility. You are inappropriate. Yeah. That's someone not taking responsibility for their own feelings and and and, and blaming the world for the way that they make them feel. Yeah. So that's so it. a lot of times we'll surround ourselves with people. Well, I know that in my past also yeah. who validate who we are. Yeah. And anyone else is an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I had a situation last week. We'll leave nameless as well, where I, I'm not going to use any I words. I love these situations. <laughs> well, it's my situation, so I can leave it nameless. Yeah. Good. Where, I mean, I jokingly started the conversation with the most playful, fun words I would use to start a conversation. And then the ind individual didn't see it as playful. And they said that that was unprofessional or inappropriate or whatever the words they gave to it were. And in that. They told you in that moment. No, they had to sit with it a little bit. And then they yeah. called somebody else to complain. And I happened to be there. So I asked for the phone back so I could connect and take take responsibility and say, you know, totally sorry. I, I felt you're such a close friend. That's how I interact with close friends. And um, mm. and uh, and and then they lectured me on this is not the way you interact with people and and, on, and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. And I and I fully just said, you know, I'm totally, you know, because I don't want to create a problem for someone. I certainly didn't say it to provoke them. I said it because that's how close I felt to them. It was the actual opposite of what of what transpired. And yet it, it was also fine. You know, they get to be them and I get to be me and I can take responsibility for it. But what I could see was that they needed to reconcile the fact that the way I was interacting was inappropriate in order for them to be able to stay in their defense. Hmm. And that's what I see happen a lot. Instead of one saying, wow, isn't it fascinating that someone could think that this is a way you would interact with another person? Wow, what does that feel like? How, how is it when I feel that way? If I treat everyone I meet like my best friend, how is that feeling? Hmm. Instead of inviting that view on the world, it was, no, there's a way to have a first conversation with a person you don't know that well. And and that's how that's how we as individuals get locked in an identity, and I mean, of course, you know, we'll know that an individual has trauma because you don't have a response like that without trauma. So I can have compassion for their trauma and not get into my own defense, like oh, you don't see me, uh, but I also don't have to pretend like it's not a coaching call because <laughs> if I have a conversation with them, I have to hold space for them, and then that takes time effort and I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> I see that happens a lot in life, by the way. Mm. Jessica has written some new stuff, which I always love to see what she has to share. Addition to fawn, pleasing defense mechanism, the emotional unavailability of others led to a feeling of loneliness and isolation. Pleasing is then also... If I take emotional care of you, I hope you will really see me. Wow. Yes is really giving us some very deeply compressed stuff today. There's a resentfulness that comes in 
if we are taking care of a person and by doing that, we un, we implicitly, we don't state it outright per se, believe that they should see us in that doing. Mm. So when they don't see us in that doing, we then become resentful to them and therefore the defense mechanisms come up. That's intense. I've seen myself do that as well a lot of my life. You? I'm I'm not really completely sure how this connects to um, the defensive. defensive. Yeah. I, I see it in defense mechanisms because behavior, in my mind, leads to re defense reactions. So one of the defenses would be, let's say if I have a mother and that mother will take, 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 but not in any way acknowledge that I'm giving, right? Yeah. Because there's a sense of entitlement or victimization. They're a victim and they're actually... So now I fall into that pattern of saying, I'm going to take care of you. I'm taking care of you. I'm taking care of you. And I, and I, and I hope you see how much I love you and how much I care for you in that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. as soon as that is not seen, there will also be a defense and resentment and resentment. So she's pointing out a specific place where that defense me mechanism will kick in. Yeah. Yeah. Being and, there. And if we go back to what we said earlier on this, this program, our identity is this individual wants to be seen as a good child. They want to be seen as helpful, as loving, as someone who's there for a parent. Hmm. So the identity that, that, that's being attacked, as it were, is that they're not seeing who I am. And that's, that's part of that, the thing they can't give them themselves, right? And I often, we often will say when it comes to identity, we use the hashtag and it's fucking great group because we'd invite that person to say, I'm a really shitty child and it's fucking great. Like that would be the getting over such a thing as at least one tool that, you know, we've been playing with a lot on the show. Did you see from Bola Long what he came in with? There are things that I know about myself that I have accepted, but are not serving me to share with the public. What purpose does it serve me to share them? Probably none then. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love uh, a trick question. Is that a trick question, Bola Long? What are you trying to do? You know? I have things in my life that aren't working for me, but I haven't got a big problem with them. So what should I do about them? <laughs> There's nothing to do in that case, as far as I see. Um, yeah. But we would love to know. We would love to know. <laughs> we can tell a lot of your story through our, I think I could write a little booklet about Bolalong, knowing all these little things around, around his life. The 12 yeah. top things about Bolalong. Yeah, that you probably don't know yet. And then uh, send it to a Christian community <laughs> yes. church. In South Africa. <laughs> yeah. Around the Oof. corner from where he lives. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would... Um, the um, the ability to navigate defense mechanisms in, in um, my coaching practices is probably the area that I feel like I've gotten attuned to best. Because I think you'll notice in our connection you'll see a contrast or something or you'll react to something then then you'll you almost know the first question i'll ask you usually is well, what just happened mm. 
and now say nothing? <laughs> yes. And then we go from there. Yeah. And I think that that <sighs> that when people are with an uh, or what or what am I sensing here? What am I sensing here? What is that? What I, that's what you'll often say. I won't ask that question. What am I sensing here? There feels strangely. I feel like there's a little bit of uh, arrogance to it because it presumes that you're actually sensing something, which I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I, when my question was just my assumption, right? Let's you can my nuance is no. I'm right. I feel like a Jedi Knight in that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to provoke him a little bit to see if anything would happen now, but it's not really budging. Well, you could say that, but the other person, I'm more, con- I'm more concerned in my own life about the process. Yeah. So if I say, what am I sensing here? As then, opposed to what, what's what, going on what's for you right on? now? They have nothing to defend in the what's going on right now. They, they could say nothing. I say, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And I continue. But if I say, um, what was the term you used? Uh, what am I <laughs> sensing here? It like, it like holds them on the hook to describe an experience that you're having that they might not be having. Or maybe they maybe they are having it, but they they feel less comfortable sharing it potentially. Mm. Yeah. So the first statement actually creates space. That's what I've found in my own life, right? I always talk about experience, and then um, and I'm in general when I see a charge has happened in a person when the defense mechanism is kicked in, it the safety is required. So I, in any way, if I take safety away subtly or otherwise, it's less likely that the individual will be comfortable sharing what's really going on behind it. They, and let's be clear, they may not even know what's really going on behind it. Mm. So in a way, it's an invitation to an exploration into their self, subconscious, which is why you'll also know sometimes when someone says, I don't know, the first question that I'll ask right after that is, do you know? I was, just, I, was just, I was wondering if you've heard me say it so many times you got if, sick of it. If they say, I don't know? I don't know. Sometimes I'll say, <clears throat> doesn't matter, not an exam. What if you had to guess? Yeah, I was feeling like <laughs> trying to feel the context. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then you'll hear that when someone says, I don't know, there's often a defense mechanism that's kicked in because it doesn't have a direct answer to that question. It doesn't know where to begin. And that's the first response that comes out is, I don't know. How does it feel to not know? Um, You could ask that, but I I would often then ask, what if you had to guess? Because in the guessing, the individual doesn't have to take responsibility for what they've said. They can guess. If I say, what is it, then I'm forcing them to then again still defend the fact that they know what they're talking about. Where a lot of times when we, when we play around in the junk of, a, of the subconscious, you're really just asking, inviting people to like, let's throw, it out all, <laughs> let's throw it all on the table and we can discuss how it looks. Nice. Yeah. Now, this makes sense to me. Like I've seen you do that so many times, yeah. also with others. and. Uh... Now that you've given it words, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can see how that works now. Yeah, so what if you had to guess? And then someone, th- then the person will say it. And then what you'll see is in the saying of it, often either there'll be a smile that emerges. like, like, And then, then it's almost like you know it's closer to truth than not truth. 
or sometimes you'll see them making stuff up and you'll know that it doesn't feel like it's connecting to anything in them, which is just they're making stuff up, right? And and either way, it's fine because there's a safe space. And as long as a safe space is there, you can explore together. And what, what I see, and this is how I've n- navigated it in my own life, if I push someone, I've tended to see they'll resist it. They'll always take a step back. So if I say anything like, I see this in you, what's going on? That'll still create tension. So I'll just say, what's going on? And what's going on right now? There's no nothing they need to defend. I don't know. I don't see anything. Okay, but what if you had to guess? There's nothing to defend. They can guess and they don't have to hold themselves accountable to it. Yeah. So there's always an invitation without a push. That's what I've seen, at least how I've... Hmm. felt myself navigating when the amygdala is more charged. But let's agree, you're navigating a very tense space because a lot of times it's it's almost like I, I've often said the most intelligent people are hard, hardest to coach. Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> they have, they figured out logically how to defend any question by going to a special corner where they don't have to answer it. And they'll, and they'll give very elaborate answers without answering. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll also happen, of course, as well. <clears throat> Let's see. Is it, have we already had this question? Yeah. No, we oh, haven't. No. This is a new one from Jessica. Fawn and pleasing is a real defense reaction for children and adults as in Stockholm Syndrome. It means that the isolation is life-threatening. Children's life depends on connection. Nice. I think she's continually written this in because we haven't addressed it in the way she intended it. I don't know if this is correct or not, because she said in the earlier message, fight, flight, or freeze. And she says, those are the three mechanisms that people tend to identify um, defense mechanisms. But she's saying, Andy, and I'm, I'm wording this without being for sure. Fawning and pleasing is also a defense mechanism, and that's what she's been stating over and over again, which I think is really quite beautiful because I haven't haven't noted them as distinct, and as I read it, it becomes clear to me. My defense mechanism as a child was pleasing my dad so that I wouldn't get yelled at. So I had an interesting situation with our discussion with Ronnie yesterday with our discussion no no with uh talking about car insurance because we're going to be driving more often I love how when I speak I just see the little smart smirk on your face like where is this <laughs> one gonna go <laughs> like I love that so so um so if you, if you haven't seen the show um Running Andy's relationship, watch it. Yeah, that one has gotten a lot of views, actually. It's been really sweet. I think it saved a lot of relationships. Really? That's really sweet. Continue. Um, we were talking about car insurance, and it was funny because um, Ronnie has, because I've been driving for, for the last 15 years or however long we've been together now, um, I have, uh, those who don't know, I've been having sort of dizzy spells when I'm driving. There's sort of like a vertigo-like feeling. So she has to drive now. So because she hasn't really been driving, 
it's a bit like getting up to speed and, you know, driving again, you need to get used to it. So I think we need to at least think about the insurance we get now, just because there's a bit more liability. If you haven't driven, I would want to do the same for myself. I think this show needs to be deleted from this point on because <laughs> Andy has just burned himself. <laughs> well, she's in agreement. There's no, uh, we don't have any challenge, but I asked her a really simple question where, um, which was, you know, what was the insurance policy? Cause I thought one was better with another, uh, another rental company. And, um, and the interesting thing was the only answer that would have needed to come is, um, basically, I don't know and I don't care. And if you want it, then go and look into it yourself. But, but she took the idea that she had to be responsible to the answer. So there was a defensiveness that came up in her response, which for me was disconnected with the question that I was asking. It had nothing for her to be accountable to. It was more, um, Basically, I was just wondering because I thought, oh, I'd love to look into it. And I would have looked into it myself. So we had a short exchange. So often we'll, we'll have an exchange and then we'll go meta and say, okay, so just to discuss the dynamic that just occurred, babe, you know, interestingly, when I asked you that question, you weren't accountable to the, to the answer. I just was asking because I was curious because and then it was we had a laugh because it was funny because in a way, there was a degree to which I saw, and she acknowledged she was taking responsibility for the thing, and she wasn't necessarily interested in anything else I might come I might come up with. Mm. And I said that would have been fantastic, of course, because you know, just because I'm interested doesn't mean that you need to be interested. And it even went to the point I said, you know, it, it, the freedom comes if I ask the question. You say, just do me a favor. Whatever happens, I'm okay with the consequences. Like that's also a fair answer because then you're just fully not needing to defend. But what I laughed at was showing how the simple nuance of reacting defensively immediately constricts you. And in this case, her vibration, her energy um, in just feeling free. And so we had that, we had that talk. Mm. It never escalates because we talk about stuff and learn from it. When I, when I think about, defense mechanisms when i've seen them clearly in others i always see a child oh yeah a regressive moment yeah yeah and then i i the part of me that sees something wants to be right drops it because in a way i see that in that moment i'm going to have a discussion with the five-year-old version of them yeah and there is no discussion that there's a i'm right and i need to be right right now yeah so to what degree do you uh, poke the bear yeah, yeah. and create, create a open, open an old wound where maybe they're not ready? And that's what we also said. Sometimes people might not be ready. Well, I would say, I don't know if they're ready or not ready. I would say once they're triggered, then the question you have to ask yourself, or I would always ask myself is what use is it engaging at that moment? Yeah. And uh, and then either withdraw, or give love, or you know, give, uh, give or, love. or or whatever helps the moment. And uh, that's often what I've what I've seen. What I was finding interesting was, I see that, you know, I'm getting triggered all the time. In my own brain, like things happen, and and I'm getting triggered all the time. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting because I always see the triggers as the educators 
the triggers are those things that are like like mm. pointing to points where, well, that's interesting, that's going on. Well, that's interesting, that's going on. So what I what they're I, serving you. They're serving me. Yeah, I really if I'm in my coaching practice, like I use the triggers nowadays to actually offer value. Because if there's no triggers in me, there's no value I'm delivering. It's actually feeling the triggers and then giving them words in a loving, spacious way, which allows other people to connect who are having the same triggers. Example. Um, today. Today. I, I can't go into clients, of course, because I, but I, um, I see that there's a disconnect between, I'm just going to be as generic as possible because I can't be more specific, two clients that aren't necessarily uh, in, um, uh, they're not embodying a vision in the same way. So there's not really alignment. And and I've lived They're in the same company. In the same company, yeah, yeah. And I've lived enough times in my life to know where that story leads. Divorce? It's divorce, but it's a company, so they're not divorcing. But one of them separates, there's resentment, there's anger. So people don't share a vision together, but they're trying to build something. It gets tense. So I now am interacting with each one of these <laughs> individuals independently. I'm getting tense. Because now I'm like, okay, so now you want me to implement something, but if I implement it as he wants it, he's going to get frustrated. And if I implement it as he wants it, the other one's going to get frustrated. I love how your he gets high pitched. <laughs> yeah, just trying to play the character so in my how, head. How did you navigate that? Well, I let the tension come up and then I'm, I like sit with it. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling tense. Like I can feel a bit like, even even knowing that anything I do, which doesn't resolve this first, is just going to be everyone I'm going to interact with is going to get defense because they're going to say, yeah, yeah, but it's going to be a mommy, daddy. Daddy well, daddy doesn't give it to me, so I'm going to ask mommy. Mommy doesn't ask me, so, so even that's going to create chaos. So I interacted and said very clearly, this is going to be bad if we don't address it right now in a way where you align with how you're going to do this and how you want it to be delivered and on and on. Mm. So I let the, the, my defense come up because I don't want to go into a situation I'm going to fail in then to say, ask for a meeting and then create the spaciousness where it's addressed before I spend three to six months on a project where it then becomes obvious that this was going to, you know, I'm sugarcoating a problem when I could have, dealt with it, you know, before it even became as big a problem as I see it becoming. Are you facilitating this now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, wow. And so that's where I'll let my, my triggers. triggers sort of become outspoken and create facilitating uh, uh, environments where, where, I, where, you know, I'll be more, um, more open about it. And and not not say I'll be I'll be strong about it. Like I in the past I would have said it could go wrong, and I would have left space for it not to be dealt with. And now I'll say it's going to go wrong. Like that's that's the that that's yeah. the that's the difference between me six or seven years ago and me now. Like I don't leave space for maybe one time out of a hundred it might like, work. Take it seriously. Yeah, like take, I'm not going to let you avoid it, and then act like it wasn't going to be a problem. Sometimes I'll even write the document of, of what's going to happen and then they'll be freaked out. So that's it for this show. That was really sweet. <laughs> we love you and we look forward to seeing you then. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, 